welcome back to the show. My guest today is Guy Swan. I actually only just came across Guy's work recently. He is the host and creator of the Crypto Economy podcast. And so what Guy does is he takes all of the great articles that are emerging at a seemingly accelerating rate these days. So many great thinkers out there putting their thoughts down in written form, medium articles, etc. And Guy takes them and he narrates them, he, he dictates them. So he converts them into a, an audio format, effectively. And uh, this is an incredible service, I think, because a lot of us probably, probably feel a little overwhelmed by how much content is being put out there uh, in Bitcoin these days. And so much of it is great. You know, there's so many great authors and thinkers and people putting down just really unique thoughts and expanding the scope of the Bitcoin narrative. But, you know, we're all busy. We all have our normal lives and it's hard to keep up. And so I just think that Guy's podcast, the service he provides by converting all of this great work into audio format, uh, makes it so much easier and more convenient to stay up to date and to hear the thoughts of, of, of all these people in the space and basically just provide an easier way to keep, up, keep on top of it all and keep up with it um, because you can listen to the audio format of these articles when you're working out or when you're at the grocery store or whatever. So I came across Guy recently in preparation for another podcast. I heard, you know, the, just the way he spoke, the way he held the space with the, the guests he was speaking to, and I just thought it was phenomenal. I think he's one of the best hosts, if not the best host in the space, um, really easy to listen to, has a great voice for it, and most importantly, just has really insightful, educated, and experienced commentary on everything that's going on in Bitcoin. He's been in it for a long time, and uh, I just think he... He puts all that stuff together to really put out a great uh, product. So I wanted to speak to Guy about everything, his experience, his motivation, and all the great work he's doing. If you haven't checked out the Crypto Economy podcast yet, stop this right now, press pause, go to your app, find it, and subscribe because there is so much good stuff there. There's a huge backlog. He's been doing it, I think, for about a year and a half, and there's lots of great stuff there might be a bit of a challenge to uh, to catch up but uh, just make sure you subscribe to his his podcast because um yeah it uh, well you won't regret it let's just put it that way anyways uh this is the rapid fire portion of our discussion so i ask guy this a series of the typical rapid fire questions and then after that the further discussion episode is available as well where guy and i spoke for i think about an hour and a half maybe a little bit more Really great uh, discussion, obviously very casual and open as usual, but just really had a good time with this one. It felt like I was talking with an old buddy, and um, you know, as I said, he has been in the space for a long time, so it was really interesting to get his take on kind of the way in which the space has been evolving, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. So that's it. I hope you enjoy. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, rapid fire time. You know the drill. I'll say a question, you answer however long you like. There's a series mm -hmm. of these rapid-fire questions, and then at the end, there's a series of word association questions whereby I say a word, you say the first word that pops into your mind. Okay. All right? All right. <laughs> yeah. And I apologize for the first one, but what is money? Uh, money is a, it's a good Oh, man, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's, uh, why, that's why I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it is a language of value. 
it is decided and it emerges naturally from a community and it is that good in society which enables the most honest means of exchange when it emerges naturally. If you had to explain Bitcoin to your grandmother or someone over 80, what would you say? Um, it's, it's money in a digital form that nobody owns, nobody can con controls other than you. It's just native to the internet. I wouldn't go any deeper than that. I'd just be like, there's this new money. If they want to learn more about it, that's great. But just know that it's, it's not run by a uh, company, not run by a country. It is just a, a digital thing that is out there that is money. Uh, you own it. Nobody can tell you where or when you can spend it. It's all up to you. Um, and uh, nobody can take it from you without your permission. You are the sole owner of that digital thing. What is the primary reason why Bitcoin is important or interesting to you? It's independent. It, it is its own system. From top to bottom, nothing external has any real influence over the internal conditions. It is just like, and that's one of those things that makes it an, such a fascinating analogy that, uh, to the idea that it's an a digital organism of some sort, which seems crazy out there. And I've had a really hard time coming to terms with the concept because it seems so just batshit. And, but one of those aspects of life is it is a, a, in, a, a internal system that takes the external chaos and turns it into consistent order. Like that is one of those things that life does. Um, it is it is a barrier to the chaos of the world to create stability internally. And Bitcoin does that in the digital realm. And it does so in the face of incredible chaos, of incredibly uh, uh, unpredictable conditions, computers entering and leaving the system, users entering and leaving the system, data coming from any aspect and direction. It could be flooded, uh, could be like all these incentives, this entire structure of incentives and computers and software is all working to, together to create this insanely stable, robust, in, indestructible digital system that is internally stable and is just resistant to all of this external chaos. It's fascinating to me that it is completely standalone. What does the quote-unquote sovereign individual mean to you? It means that... I, I think uh, people mistake uh, a, a fundamental idea of liberty. I think liberty is just responsibility. When, when someone is free, it means that they are wholly responsible for themselves. And that comes with positive and negative. And I think that's why most people are actually afraid of freedom or liberty is because it means that my choices are what led me here. It means that I am totally responsible for my life, my money, uh, my safety. And I think that's the fundamental trade-off of liberty. You are, you are free to pursue that which you want in your life. You're free to pursue your dreams. You're free to, de to decide right or wrong and pay the consequences of that correct or incorrect decision. And it is no one else's responsibility to make up the difference. They can if they want, and you have the right to help other people. But ultimately, you are responsible for yourself. And I think the future is in sovereign individuals where we, if we decide to, we can take full responsibility for our lives. And I think the crypto economy and the idea of this digital sovereignty is going to make that possible. Beautiful.
how long after you first heard of Bitcoin did you start learning more about it uh, and purchase it? Uh, same night. Like, like I said, I was up all night that night. I and mean, we, went, we went for hours and hours and hours as soon as I heard about it. Um, uh, as far as purchasing it, there were not many ways to purchase it when I first heard about it. Uh, and we went through an incredibly lengthy, bizarre and creepy, shady process uh, to buy it. Um, because to, the only way to get money onto Mt. Gox was to like, there was like a some sort of kiosk thing. And then we deposited money into some random person's account in the bank. And um, we actually had to put in, they, they required us to put in like a specific amount of change over top of the amount. So if we were putting in like $40, we had to put in like $40.15. And the 15 cent was what made them delineate one user from the other because it was just a random deposit. And then they would issue uh, the, the $40 uh, uh, credit or whatever to some shady account online that I would transfer to some other shady account online, which I could then use to deposit into Mt. Gox. It was an awful, crazy process. I don't remember exactly how long it took, but we spent a couple of weeks trying to figure it out and then got it sorted. And you, know, you know, it's funny... It's funny you say that because I, I think that's what turned a lot of people away initially. And I now oh, that yeah. you're saying that, I remember me too because I I was intrigued and I went to like see like oh, maybe I'll pick some of this stuff up. And it, I just remember being confronted like oh this is way too much of a hassle and just you know bailing on it. Damn it! <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, and so how long after that was a few weeks after you you had that all nighter. I think it was a few weeks. We were FOMOing really hard, so we were trying to get in. Um, and obviously got in at the absolute wrong time during that period, during that hype cycle. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think it was, I don't think it was a very long after that. What has been your most effective method of educating people about Bitcoin in conversation or more formally? I think I know the answer. Um, <laughs> just being easy about it. Um, not pushing it on people is like like I've, i had a couple of really good friends that were skeptics like like to the point that they kind of wanted to pick on and jab at me about it like skeptics they were yeah. like how's that bitcoin thing doing for you kind of thing <laughs> and, we all got uh, it man yeah <laughs> and i would just be like it's doing all right uh, i would i would just always kind of recognize that it made perfect sense from their perspective to see it as something silly. I would never, ever get offended. I think so much is in, like the reason I have a lot of friends who look at Bitcoin seriously is because of my confidence in it, is that every time they brought up some sort of concern, it's like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Like, I get why you would think that. I don't think it's a concern at all. Um, and But I would never push an explanation on them. And the more confident I was about it and the, the calmer I was about not pushing it in their face, I found the more people would gravitate back and randomly while we were just sitting out having a beer somewhere and be like, so explain to me again why this thing is actually like independent, you know, like why this thing is actually like real money and stuff. And I'd be like, all right, they, like their interest would continue to grow. Um, and I think that was really a big part of it. Everybody who was a skeptic, I'd be like, makes perfect sense. I'll be here when you're ready to ask about it. What movie or song is most related to Bitcoin in your opinion? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, v for Vendetta? 
<laughs> um, I don't know. Could be that or the Matrix. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with sci-fi. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Matrix. I'm gonna go with the Matrix. Solid choice. Solid choice. <laughs> uh, can can Bitcoin be stopped? If so, what is Bitcoin's biggest vulnerability? If not, why not? Um, I think it could. Um, I, I think it's incredibly unlikely. Um, and I, I come to think of it more as uh, like like the internet has major vulnerabilities. You know, like the inter- internet has security holes all over the place. Um, the routing system is not very secure. Like you can, BGP routing has major vulnerabilities, but the internet is still ubiquitous. The internet still has basically taken over everything. And we deal with those insecurities. We pay the costs of those insecurities. Um, and the system continues to work uh, in spite of all of that. And no system is perfect. Um, quantum computing always sounded like a boogeyman to me. Like it seemed like a silly concern that the everybody's more scared about it, the less they can actually explain it. <laughs> it seemed like, and it's, it, so it's always, I guess you could say like this, this odd man out as to, can you get the private key from public key? Every cryptography, at least so far has been eventually broken. Um, every major cryptographic system, uh, Looks like SHA-256 is secure. Might not be. You know, we don't really know what's going to happen in 30 or 40 years as far as that stuff's concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a reasonable possibility that Bitcoin can easily evolve. Or, well, not easily. Painfully succeed at evolving uh, uh, past that. Uh, and But that's kind of, I think the the security of the cryptography and maybe maybe a huge state actor having a concerted very deliberate extremely well funded attack on it um could really mess things up for a period of time but if it does not get cryptographically broken i think it will survive um it's not a huge that's not a huge concern of mine as far as like the state actor thing what was your most recent aha or level up in your understanding of Bitcoin? Probably thinking about the Lightning Network and the fact that like the Bitcoin settlement layer will be more to build financial networks. The transactions themselves will be used to make uh, network connections of this property that we are exchanging back and forth. And the, the idea of just like, a one-to-one I'm signing a transaction from me to you will become more and more rare uh, just because it's such the security of the system is so incredibly valuable that it will only make sense to do normal payments and exchanges on second, third, and or fourth layers on this thing. That's probably my biggest shift um, in the last like six to eight months. What do you think will be Bitcoin's biggest impact on society? The complete inversion of debt culture, of, of the, the debt and credit-based money, um, the, the fact that in a Bitcoin-denominated money, governments can't run deficits, which is not possible. Like they actually have to have the money from somebody has to actually lend it to them and they can't lend it to themselves. So if they're going to run a deficit this year, they better run a surplus the next year. 
um, or it just collapses in on itself and they have no purchasing power anymore. Um, so I think the fact that it is going to create a systemic imbalance that is literally embedded, like the whole fractional reserve banking is not possible with Bitcoin as the underlying asset. Um, I think that is going to have multiple like uh, derivative, like order of magnitude effects on how we organize, how the economy works, how we think about debt, like 0% APR, 12 months, 0% financing. I think all of that is just a, I mean, you know, 30, even 30 or 40 years ago, that didn't exist. Like, I think everything that we think of like normal finance, everybody's got to be in the stock market to have savings, like all of that stuff, like all that's going to go. I think we're going to have a huge, huge shift in just cultural and day to day, what it means to save, what debt means, and all of our financial norms are going to be gone. When, if ever, do you think the first central bank will start adding Bitcoin to the reserves and will they exist in 20 years? I think if they hold Bitcoin in reserves, they, like, like we had central banks essentially in um, like the free banking era during a uh, gold standard. But the notes were exchangeable to an explicit amount of gold. Um, and I think we will, I think it's very possible that we will see that um, now. I think rather than die, most will just change how they do business. And so I, I don't see central bank money exactly disappearing, but I see it not being able to make policy choices because Bitcoin is the elephant in the room that slaps them in the face every time they do something stupid. Um, and uh, so as far as when will they start buying Bitcoin or like getting into that as like a reserve asset. I think probably in the next, in the next run. Um, in fact, we, it could be happening right now with some smaller institutions or smaller countries. Um, but I don't think, I think it's very possible that we hear about in two years that somebody was doing it two years ago, like today. <laughs> right, right. Um, so not long. That's a short time scale for me, I think. What is the biggest mistake you've made with Bitcoin? Uh, accidentally losing a key. Not having proper backups. Backup, backup, backup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, actually, if, if you can, like, what is your recommended or a, a sensible security setup in your opinion? Um, use hardware wallets. Um, no matter what, um, they're... Uh, an easier way to keep uh, keep yourself not exposed to having data freely available on the internet. Like keep keys as far away from a internet connected computer as possible. But also remember that your biggest adversary is you. Like right. it's not the police coming in and busting in your house and finding your private keys. It's not a thief. Uh, hacking into your treasure and taking it apart and you know connecting to the little chip and getting your pin and stuff like that is not your number one concern you are 99.9 percent .9 more likely to lose a key lose a hardware wallet just have good backups use hardware wallets for anything significant and uh uh make sure you have an easy place to go in you have two geographic locations in which you keep your keys backed up like if it's your house, if one of them is your house, um, you know, have, have a, 
have an encrypted USB that you keep with your parents or something. That kind of thing. How do you feel about Satoshi Nakamoto, Bitcoin's creator, being anonymous and the coins that he likely controls or controls? Love it. Love it. Thanks. One of the coolest things about Bitcoin. What have you learned about yourself or how have you changed, if at all, as a result of learning about and interacting with Bitcoin? That is a good question. Maybe that maybe that I'm not as smart as I thought I was. I came to terms so many times. I was like, wow, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like Bitcoin would just basically explain or reveal something else to me. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I've I've been I've been saying this utter nonsense for two years. And Bitcoin has put me in my place yet again. Um, how I have no idea what I'm talking about. And every time I think I understand Bitcoin, uh, it proves me wrong. So, yeah, just that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bitcoin humbles everybody, man. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, at what price would you permanently sell over 75% of the Bitcoin you hold, assuming there is no necessity to do so to cover expenses? The system's not broken? Never. Um, yeah. Have you ever purchased other coins? If so, are you likely to do so again in the future? Yes, I have. Nah. What is your most controversial or contrarian view or opinion? If none on Bitcoin, any subject is fair game. Um, probably just most controversial. Uh, as far as Bitcoin is that normal transactions will not be how we interact with Bitcoin. Um, that when this thing reaches mass adoption, it will have nothing to do with the default of what we think of as like sending a Bitcoin transaction. Um, and that was that was more recent, but probably overall is that like I think government is a uh, vulnerability of social organization. Like I think as a network, it is the attack vector with which we constantly destroy the ability to organize a society. And so I'm essentially a anarchist in the sense uh, that I think regulation would be stricter and more fair without government. Um, and most people cannot wrap their head. That's, that's another like 10 year rabbit hole. And everybody thinks I'm crazy for that one. It takes me a long time to defend that. <laughs> yeah. uh, ballpark estimate of Bitcoin's price in five years. Um, gold parity. So like 330,000 ish. Do you believe there are any reliable ways at spotting a paradigm shift? If so, what are they? Um, I think the big key of spotting a paradigm shift is realizing that you're never going to see anything within the system that recognizes it. Like, so you have to step back from the status quo. Like it's kind of the status quo can only survive uh, if it does not recognize that the status quo may not survive. Like as soon as, as soon as the, the rules of the current system are brought into question, it's like, God, how, how do you explain that? The sovereign individual does a good job, and uh, I'm failing at uh, summarizing it. It's like like when you're within the system, it's it's the architecture of like how we organize ourselves, what makes the most sense. When you're going through a giant paradigm shift, it is inevitable that within the current rules, within the current norms, that you can't see it. Because the current norms and the current rules are dependent on the fact that that is your Overton window, that that's your scope of reality. So you have to be able to put those sunglasses on and just look 
at the world from a completely different perspective, even if that perspective is wrong, just to see that things are changing from those norms and from those current rules. I hope that sort of sort of explains it. But you just got to step back. Yeah, you step back. I think you did, but also. Let's refer to the movie The Matrix for a further explanation of <laughs> what you just described. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, do you have a morning routine? If so, what is it? Uh, I get up, go through my um, um, uh, Notion. Notion.so is the thing, but it's like my to-do list, and like it's where I organize all my uh, quick reads that are going to be the future quick reads and like my tasks and to-do list. I've been trying to m migrate everything over to that and then write down, like I just get up on, and on my iPad and I just start a note and I just like write down everything like I'm trying to get done today. Um, and then unfortunately I usually get lost in Twitter for a little while after that. <laughs> and, uh, and then I go sit down in front of the microphone with my coffee and breakfast and just go to town. That's sick, man. <laughs> uh, how do you define success? Um, when you're producing value in the world that other people are compensating you for and you're entirely in control of it. Like it's yours. It's not borrowed from somebody else. Um, that like I'm producing the value and in charge of selling it at a price. Like it's fully independent to me. Like it can't be taken away essentially. Mm -hmm. um, like where's a job? I'm that's borrowed. Um, if I've got, you know, finances that's, you know, somebody else is managing, that's borrowed. But if I own my own capital and I'm directing it and I'm producing value, which is income that people are seeking out that value and giving me capital, giving me funds for it, I think that's, that's success if I'm sustainable and growing consistently. Where or who is your go-to place to learn more about Bitcoin? Twitter. Twitter. I was, Twitter is an amazing resource. Um, people share all kinds of this where I get 90% of my articles. I still will go to specific authors and specific medium pages and stuff looking for stuff, but there is no aggregator like crypto Twitter. Um, and as long as you can kind of control yourself to ignore the outrage culture and not get stuck in some stupid pointless debate for, you know, a hundred comment threads, um, uh, you know, you got to manage it a little bit, but yeah, it's a brilliant resource if you know how to navigate it. Totally agree. Final question. What is the one or most important action that I or anybody listening can take today to up our game in any area of expertise of yours? So if we, if I want to improve, what's the best way you know how uh, to do that at this point in time? What, 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 what could you tell me? What could you share with me that would allow me to improve? Um, read there's so much stuff and i guess listen to the crypto economy podcast uh if you <laughs> if you can't if you can't read some of that stuff um there's so many great books that particularly non-bitcoin related books that, that once you have like a foundation in like this perspective of how bitcoin will change things you can read just an ocean of other books that seemingly are unrelated and see how those principles or uh, the idea of like social organization as a network. Like, like I start end up seeing so many things that we do day to day as protocols. We have all these social norms. These are protocols that have 
Like, and when people bend or break these protocols, they have certain consequences. Ideas that spread, spread like protocols and networks. Like we have all these networks that are just people who share common values with us. Um, language, negotiation, like there's so many things. Like there's a, there's just a notion of great books. I've got a, a list of stuff on, I actually call it the Bitcoin Survivors book list on the website. Um, it's the cryptoeconomy.com mm -hmm. and it's like a list of like, I don't know, 20 or so books that I put together that I think are just major pieces of the puzzle of kind of seeing and kind of stuff. But it's really in books and reading. There's so much, the amount of content that is out there written down that is just will blow your mind and flip your whole world upside down <sighs> is orders of magnitude more than in media and in video or audio, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put a, <laughs> Bridge, I'm trying yeah. to put a dent in that. I'm trying to move, I'm trying to move it into the audio space. Oh man. But, uh, slow I, going. Yeah. You're doing a great <laughs> job. You're doing a great job. Okay. So last section, this is the word association part. So I'll just okay. say a word. The first thing that pops into your mind, you spit it out. Okay. Okay. Satoshi Nakamoto. Bitcoin. Government. Um, Oof. That's, that's <laughs> Hash rate. A wall. The individual. Sovereign. Security. Independence. Ego. Everybody's got one. Greed. Everybody's got it. <laughs> Stacking sats. Awesome. Fiat currency. Crap. Guns. Necessary. The crypto economy. Awesome. Altcoins. Uh, shit coins. Pizza. Delicious. Socialism. Destructive. Trump. An idiot. <laughs> Future. Wonderful. Libra. Shitcoin. Gold. Physical Bitcoin. And Bitcoin. Digital gold. <laughs> Guy, uh, we're done. That's it. That's all I got for you, man. Love it. I, uh, Love it. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. This, after having been introduced to you only like, uh, you know, two weeks ago and then in prepping for this, listening to a lot of your stuff. I'm such an enormous fan now and I, I still need to work my way through. <laughs> awesome, I need I to work it. my way through your, uh, all of the stuff that you've put out and then try to keep up with all the stuff that you continue to put out. But I just think <laughs> the quality of the content you're putting out is tremendous. I want you to, you know, I know you're going to keep going, but, um, I'm super excited for what lies ahead for you. So thank you for taking the time and uh, speaking with me. I'd love it if we could uh, jam again sometime in the future. I'm, I'm sure we'll have lots more to talk about then. Do you want to share uh, any destinations or social media or anything like that? Uh, yeah, just uh, just follow at the crypto economy on Twitter. Um, and uh, that's where I'll, I'll post everything on Twitter eventually after I've like published episodes and everything is bit basically under the crypto economy, the yeah. crypto economy.com. And then the anchor page is anchor.fm slash the crypto economy, but you can find it on Apple, Google play or anything. Um, but there's a, there's a huge, like, just like you said, there's a huge backlog of stuff. Like I've been like the whole purpose of the show was to just make it so people could like I know like so many people share out articles that they never have the time to read themselves. They're like, Oh, this is great. Right. And I know because I did it for ages, for ages where I was just making this backlog of like, Oh, this would be fun to read. And you know, I get to read two paragraphs. Title of sounds it and good. Like, yeah. I'll tweet it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, uh, so 
I hope to, I hope I'm continuing to produce value and like making that available to people. And there's 300 of them basically. It's a lot of stuff. And just to clarify, there's, there's the ones where you're narrating written pieces by other people, right? And then there's Mm -hmm. uh, like just your takes, monologues by you, updates Uh sort of things, right? Is there any other types of, of content? There's actually three, um, uh, three different types, the crypto chat. And, and it's funny, I, I, I snagged the crypto economy before, like, it's really not about altcoins. Like I have a couple of episodes about some stuff that's happening with altcoins. Um, but it's, it's, it's really just Bitcoin and the crypto economy is the economy that is derived from that, that will be secured with cryptography and create the conditions for the sovereign individual. Um, so that's what that means. But uh, there are crypto chats where I do interviews. Like, right. like actually, if if you don't mind, I would love to publish this audio as a crypto chat. Um, For sure, I'll uh, send it to you when we're done. Awesome, awesome. Um, and uh, and then there's guys takes, which are just like there's some topic that I want to expand on specifically, or some perspective that I want to hit on something. So I'll just do like a hour rant, you know, based on like notes that I've been pulling together for weeks and weeks. Um, and then there's quick reads, which are, which is the main format. That's the only reason I can do it daily is because everybody else is producing content like crazy. And so I just audible all of those articles, um, and add commentary. But those, those are the three interviews, my own takes, and then, uh, the quick reads. And I can easily imagine a circumstance in the not too distant future, man, where more and more people being dragged into this, more and more people are feeling, feeling compelled to put their ideas down on, on paper, you know, medium or whatever Mm -hmm. and, and publish this stuff. I mean, I can send it over to to Guy, and you know you'll 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 have to determine whether it's something you want to put your voice behind uh, ultimately. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's there's going to be lots of people that don't have the voice or the time or the setup to do it, but would love to have their their work in that format as well. So send it over to uh, to you. <laughs> I love I love it when people send me stuff. Like everybody seems like really reluctant when they do it. Like I, I just had a Rodolfo Novak. Um, uh, we were chatting and he was like, uh, it's really great. I mean, he just apparently discovered the show like two days ago and he was like, oh, this is great. I can't believe I've missed out on this. Um, and, uh, so we were like kind of chatting and, uh, messages and, uh, I was like, dude, seriously, if you find something that you're like, oh, this article is awesome, send it to me. It makes my job a lot easier. Like I don't have to spend so much time hunting if people send me the stuff that they like yeah. or want to hear. Because then I can skim it really quick and just be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be gold. And I can just start recording. Um, so yeah, feel think, free, anybody I think who wants people, to read something. I think people, like authors in the Bitcoin space, mm-hmm. like if they're going to, I don't know how the whole publishing system works. But, I, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're one of, hire one of your own, basically, is what I'm saying. Like if you're yeah, going to do an yeah. audible thing, then fuck, there's, I can't think of a better, uh, better voice, better person to do it. So keep it all within awesome. the family, as it were, and send it over yeah. to, to Guy. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be here. Anyways, man, thank you very much again. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll probably nag you not even, you know, less than six months to have another chat. And you can, you can, you can uh, update me on all the things that are going on in your world. And uh, yeah, we can just uh, enjoy the subject matter together. So thanks again. And uh, awesome. I wish, wish you all the best. Yeah, dude. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This was, this was wonderful. We'll definitely do it again. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. You too, man. See ya. What's up, guys? Hope you enjoyed the rapid fire portion with Guy. If you want to hear more of the open conversation that we had, remember you can download the further discussion episode. We spoke for about an hour and a half about everything Bitcoin. So if you want to hear more, be sure to check that out.
That's it. Later.